Curtis, everyone has their preordained position. And everyone is in their place except you. That's what people in the best place say to people in the worst place. Hey everybody, welcome to the Underrated Podcast. This is a podcast where we discuss the films that we feel are underrated, or perhaps underappreciated, or even the ones that have slipped most people by. This show is a collaboration of friends, and together we are the Undercast Company. Today we are going to talk about Snowpiercer, 2013 post-apocalyptic film about a K-Space passenger train on a never-ending journey around a frozen wasteland of, of an Earth after a failed attempt to solve global warming. This is based on a French graphic novel by Jacques Loeb, Benjamin Legrand, and Jean-Marc Jotel. The film was directed by Parasite director Bong Joon-ho, um, who also co-wrote the adapted screenplay with Kelly Masterson. And this marks his first English um, language debut as it, I think it's 87% is um, is um, spoken in English. Um, this film earned 86.7 million worldwide, doubling its 40 million budget and has a 94 on Rotten Tomatoes and a 7.1 on IMDb. Among the, some of the big names as Octavia Spencer, Ed Harris, Tilda Swinton, Jamie Bell, John Hurt, and Captain America himself, Chris Evans. It also um, is one of the many collaborations between Jun Ho and Korean actor Song Kang Ho. Um, besides touching on the obvious global warming issue, this movie, like many of um, Bong Joon Ho's um, films, touch on class systems at segregate societies around the world and what their effects are on the morality of human beings. So guys, what did you think? Uh, do you want to go first, friend? Uh, yeah, I guess I'll go first. Uh, oh, what can I say about this movie? Uh, it's a good movie. It looks cool. Had action. Uh, you know, can keep you interested. Uh, very uh, extreme take on uh, global warming uh you know because uh, of the ice age they had um it's 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 a tough i mean how do you break this down okay because there's classism in it right there's global warming uh and there's a lot of there's a lot of underlying issues uh it it's exciting to see them rise up and then at the same time a shock to find out that at the end it's a balanced system that works well for what it is for them being in there uh, but it's a terrible shock to the psyche when you find out that that's how it's supposed to be for everybody to survive but then to have it all tumble down and uh i guess escape, escape the train yeah escape the train and see what life is like uh and the thing i'll be honest uh i was like uh movie was great right but mm -hmm. i had an afterthought of like you just fucking killed everybody except for maybe well, two people for sure it, it's, so, yeah it's possible they they the definitely end, yeah. killed the tail which well, well, was no, no, the no, one i'm not saying i'm not saying yeah. that people might have not survived but for sure you got oh. two people who walked out and then like half the fucking train fell off the mountain I'm yeah. just saying, if people I, survived, people survived. I was just like, wow, you just fucking killed everybody and two people survived. It is Bong what it is. did say that everybody died except for those people. Like, that, like, oh. like it's not in the movie, but he did say, like... Yeah, that's what that's I expected. There, there's, like, Adam and Eve, everybody yeah. else is fucking that's what That's what I, I expected when I saw the end of it, when I saw the animals. So I'm like, animals survived, and you got, like, the last two people are going to repopulate. That's the thought I had. I just, like I said, I didn't know because I didn't know if it was one of those, like, left for interpretation things. But I was like, everybody's fucking dead. And you got like two people left. I'm like, well, I mean, it is what it is in the movie. Overall, I thought it was a good movie. It brought its points out and it did them well, what it brought out. Uh, and it kept you excited and it kept those things hidden till the very end. I mean, even though I kind of expected it a little bit, but it did well to keep them kind of under wraps. Because I was, I was thinking to myself, it's going to go of two ways. It's either going to go that he's going to figure out that this whole thing was set up the whole time or he's going to be the hero that just ends up walking away there was one of two things like i had like 
he had a right and a left to go through which one was he going to go through that's what mm-hmm. i saw when i saw it at the end but like i said still a good movie i'm just surprised they fucking killed everybody i guess not bad surprise i mean i don't know what you guys think um well for me like i have been wanting to watch this um uh, even before Parasite, I've been wanting to watch this. Uh, so, and this besides Parasite is the only Bong Joon Ho um, movies that I've seen. So, I could kind of see like a theme. Like, I don't know if the other ones, the other films, have kind of like followed the same thing. Okja but... is the same kind of thing too. Yeah, Okja. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, but basically, of of their everything going right, like. All the way towards you feel like the right middle. And then wrong? Huh? They were like, no, so it always makes you feel right and then wrong. <laughs> uh, <laughs> like basically everything going right and going to according to plan until something happens and then it's just a trickling effect. Like that's how Parasite kinda is. Like something is revealed. It's kinda like in in this one, the big big reveal is kinda like later on, except for it was like right in the middle, but it's kind of still like a domino effect of things. And I think now knowing that he that he states that all of the except for those two lived, I guess it's kind of like a more it goes back to like what I was saying about Jiho's films, kind of like kind of emphasizing on the morality of of humans, and I guess of if what is better humanity existing existing along the lines of this of this like balance that this corrupted um term of balance or should Mandy just die and I guess that's what the this <laughs> that message is kind of kind of is where there's no point in Mandy surviving if the, the whole definition of humanity is gone and um, you kind of get that sense a little bit earlier in the film when Chris Evans' character Curtis is discussing um, what happened when they first got onto the train and the whole cannibalism and that him, speech. That speech he gets. Know, Holy shit! No, I like had I had I think I had like heard it once before, but I had kind of forgotten it. But when he said like, "I okay, hate I, that I know," yeah. Can I say one thing though? Yeah. That speech, the only part that I didn't like about that speech was the, the eating the babies, right? But the rest of it about eating each other, I was like, well, that's how you survive. I don't know. I might be the only one who was like, well, that's not wrong. I mean, well, I mean, it's right? like been, you yeah, feed, no, feed it is adult. wrong. And that's you would why feed the, you would feed, Well, no, no, no. You would feed the adults to the kids so the kids can survive. Yeah. Yes, cannibalism is wrong, but at the time, there's no food, right? How do you survive? That, does, does everybody die? Or that's is it the good of their arms off? And... Yeah, and yeah, that, that's why yeah. I was like, oh, I'm I'm okay with that. I wasn't okay with like oh, eating babies. I feel that's wrong. They should be the other way around. But other than that, I'm like, <laughs> to survive, you gotta eat whatever's there. I'm not there. laughing. Why am I laughing? Um, I mean, I, I, I agree I with him. I was, I was a lot of dark saying, humor in this movie. No, so. I'm saying I saw him crying, and I was like, I was like, boy, you gotta eat humans. You gotta eat humans, baby. That's how it goes. <laughs> but I think that's, that's the whole the thing. The the whole point is that they had they had regressed in. In humanity, they lo- by eating babies is the definition of like of yours, like is the loss of humanity. But, but, well, yeah, but I was so, what I was saying is like I think he went about it all wrong. He chose the wrong path with eating babies. What he should have done. Was that was the eventual thing. They didn't start. Was, they didn't yeah, start right out well, saying no, like I, we I, ate I, the babies well, first. Well, no, you could just you could just ate anybody. What I'm what I'm trying to say is, boy, you fucked up. You went the easy route. Babies don't fight back. Probably because. Like what? He no. He starts off the speech though. Is like he's but he starts the speech with we ate the week first. Sadly, yeah, but the week could yeah. the week the week could have been anybody. What I'm saying is, fuck it, eat the fat the ones old, first. They ate the they, they ate the old and weak first. But see, but this is what they fucked up. You fatten people up and you eat them. You know, it's like cattle, right? Like, but they had no food. Yeah, the point well, is that they they the oh, poor got true. fucked over by the rich and they're all turning on each other. I didn't see that. I I on your right. You're right. I, I see that. There was there was no because food, like, though, obviously. I, yeah. No, no. Alan has a I point. Mean, Alan has a point. But you know what made it interesting, though? I will tell you this. Is now that I know that our babies are delicious, is what I'm saying. I've been so rewatching sad. Hannibal, the yeah. TV oh, series. So Here I'm just go. like, yeah. So when I saw it today, I rewatched yeah. it this morning. Me and my girlfriend were just like, babies taste the best. And we're like, what? how would Hannibal prepare that shit? Like I said, I think it's wrong, but like to survive, 
things are done when to, for survival. I mean, you can't blame them. I think that's like, what... You can't blame people for surviving. It's still, like, I mean, um, I think there is a case of cannibalism. I can't remember. The Donner it's Party? Like, no, 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 no. It's not the Donner Party. It was, like, um, um, this, uh, like, I think they were just Christian. Um, they got stuck in, like, yeah, coal, like, you know, the their plane crashed in, like, the mountains in the Andes or something like that. And they had to, like, kill somebody. Um, was it the soccer team? I think so. I think so. Yeah, but basically they I had... Think, I think you're thinking about the soccer team. Yeah. yeah that, like, yeah, they, that, like, ate each other or whatever? Yeah. Sounds that, vaguely familiar. Well, one of them died you what you had do. to eat them. They, yeah, because yeah. they were put in this position by yeah. the fucking people at the front but who are, like, you know, like, it having is parties a play. and shit. It is a... It is a, a damaging to your mental state and that's what you kind of feel oh no, no oh yeah yeah no no that yeah. it'll mess you up oh yeah oh yeah, yeah. it'll mess you yeah. up i mean eating another human will mess you up but, but i think after you've eaten like two or three uh <laughs> i mean you're already getting used to it if we can all eat cows like crazy i mean eventually i'll be like you know what it's just another person this guy wasn't that good uh he was a little bit too much crystal well fred we now we know like when, whenever we're in the situation that you'll be the you'll be in charge of the meat i'll just won't I'll fucking kill you guys <laughs> Oh man, I mean, yeah. Kill you guys. Oh, I'll be ready. You guys I'm like, hey, you know what? I'm done. I'm worried. You guys are going to eat the white meat first. I'm very scared. Well, if you are the weakest link, uh, we will take you out. No, listen. <laughs> there is a lot no, of. Don't other... worry. I'll eat the babies first. Don't trust me. They taste, <laughs> yeah, they taste the, the best. The, the, well, what if it's just the, us in the mountain? There's no babies. Listen, I, I will I let you know babies. that you can eat you can eat other stuff other than things like that. We're pretty resourceful Mexicans. We'll we'll go find insects and eat them first. But in a situation, but if there is nothing else to eat, yeah. If there is nothing else to eat, though, I will let one of you guys die, and then we will begin to consume, is what I'm saying. <laughs> so just but, survive longer than me. That's all I got to say. Going back to my long-forgotten point. We got on the tangent of what, of eating each other. Um, yeah, so for Bong Joon-ho's, like, his themes, at least what I've seen with this and Parasite, is kind of like the plan on morality and then his cascading of like dominoes effects. So um, we get the sense of, of that happening. From Chris Evans speech early on. Um, and it's just, it makes him essentially betraying um, Jamie Bell's character. Edgar, like so much worse since that baby that, that it saved was Edgar. And then later on, he still lets Edgar die. Just it's it's sad that play on humanity and like his his need for vengeance for all the things that the situation has made caused him to do in his life is was stronger than even his friend and the person that saved from him and before and and who who had looked up to him. Yeah, he so, had to choose between the revolution and saving his friend. And he chose the I think revolution. at that point, I, I would argue that yeah, it wasn't a revolution to him. I think it was a, a a sense of wanting justice for himself, for payback for himself. You know, the way I, I kind of saw it a little bit was because of the eating and the stuff. Like this, this might be a, a different take. Was a sur- just a survival instinct all the way through, just that was trying a survival to survive, instinct, trying to make yeah. Because, well, no, I mean, in the sense of like almost like a caged animal, because like every step of the way, people were dying, and he still kept moving forward and trudging forward, and it's almost like a caged animal that wants to be freed. And at the end, when he finally makes it to the train and realizes that it was all think, for nothing, it that's like why broke I, him down finally. That, well, well no, there, what I survival think, instinct do you have when you figure out that? Oh, people dying is because you need to weed out. You're too many people. There's not enough food. You need to kill them because you can only have so many people on this train uh, at all times. Obviously, yes, there's a class part, but at the same time, the way the guy makes it sound like is we let you guys come in, kill a bunch of the folks in the front. We then we go kill folks in the back. Then we got an even number, and then that's how it's known as like a war or something every once in a while. So I it's think- not like just the class in the back dies. But then with his case, I felt like he was just like that warrior spirit of going through. He makes it to the end and realizes you were just part of the plan, dog. It just, how do you feel like a warrior or like a survivor when you just let everybody to to die like cattle? I didn't think of it like that. I thought of it more as like the greater good kind of thing. Like he was like, okay, we planned this out. Everyone's worked together. I feel like everyone had nothing to lose. And everyone was like, hey, man, we're all doing this. Just if, if I die... 
but other people make it off and like you know we 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 are, we take control of the front and we make the rules i think that was like the uh, that was the other main to goal. die to be like like when when Jamie Bell's character was dying i feel like uh Chris Evans' character was kind of like do i go be like he was selfish either way but not like in a bad sense it was like do i go be selfish and just go save my friend and be like and ruin all those planning or go ahead and keep moving on like we're supposed to do how do you say that just thing? keep pushing it is it like uh is it worth what is it is, is it one man worth, worth the squeeze no that one's a really good line no is it's few it's, worth the many yeah is, is it one worth the many or something like that the no life of the, the life of the um one no uh, uh, no i no i wasn't going spock i mean i I know what you're trying to say but no no it's a, it's another one it's like a like a war thing where like is it is can you sacrifice the many for just one or something like that. I can't remember. How I know it goes. what you mean. I know exactly. What you yeah. Mean. So, so yeah. you would let you leave that one die because one one is a sacrifice of one compared to the sacrifice of everybody. It's it's just you know it's too much. The, the good of the many cannot outweigh the good of yes. the one. Yeah, yes. that's it. Yes. That's, that's it. Spock it. said that. That's that's Spock. <laughs> um, well, yes, that, but no, no, but there, it's. I mean, it's essentially the saying. Yes, but there's there's a there's a saying for it. I can't remember it. But but basically. He, yeah, while he like sacrificed others, I, I this is just my interpretation of it. Of it, it is that yeah. he hadn't yet made a personal sacrifice, and even in his his speech, he was talking about like I tried, I tried to cut off my own arm, but I couldn't go through with it essentially. And it wasn't until him finding the finding um Octavia Spencer's son and like seeing him and saving him and losing his arm. It kind of felt like he's finally personally like given something to this cause, and I don't know. I think it, like I, for me, I was I interpreted as like a regaining of humanity and what is right. He almost he almost turned to like no like he was gonna lose his humanity because he was thinking about taking the position of of um Ed Ed Harris's character. Um, Wilford. Wilford, yeah. And, and then it gets turned to Carnesada. <laughs> and so, yeah, so it was kind of like a his final act of of his last bit of humanity, in my opinion. It's like like going back to what I said is 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 like a regaining that lost humanity, he kinda like has the rest <laughs> rest of the world to perish but it's still like it, it what is better is is a world without humanity or a world with little humanity left i, guess. I mean yeah. i i gotta assume that there's hope in humanity because he does leave two at the end a lot yeah like yeah, exactly done. yeah i don't know i alan if you wanted to go i have i have a lot to say i'm just gonna talk for a while i don't know if you wanted to go first alan sure i mean uh I'd seen it before. I saw it a couple years ago. I think it was like on Amazon Prime or something. And I, coincidentally, everyone was telling me it's super underrated. You're going to like it, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, okay, maybe I'll do a podcast in the future about that. So, <laughs> uh, so pretty much I watched it when I first saw it. I was like, that was all right. Like I enjoyed it for what it was. I thought it was kind of like overhyped. Rewatching it again after a while, kind of like having it die down. I kind of was like, you know what? It's a, it's a little better than I, re- I remember. Um, I think the things that bothered me weren't really the story. It was just more the the logic of, of like the train. Like I always, I constantly had questions about the train. I'm like, how does that work? How does this work? I, like, I, I think was, there I, was, I was definitely more... like, like cars that we did not see because like, well, where do oh, all these yeah. people stay? Like there exactly. has to be, there's, yeah. Yeah. I, I think, yeah, ran through more cars than what it seemed like, right? Because this yeah. train seems long as shit when they're doing that scene when they're shooting each other, right? Mm-hmm. But <laughs> when you see them run through the train, it feels like they went through four cars and then they're at the end. Yeah, mm-hmm. like, but, but there's a scene where like they kind of show like a, 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 a what do you call it? Um, a like a club? shot of the, oh. like a big shot of the train kind of doing like a big turn. Mm-hmm. It was after like the New Year's thing, mm-hmm. the New Year's fight, and I was kind of looking. I was like, all right, it looks like there's about like twenty cars, but you never see the end. Like that shot, you didn't see the end of it. So I was like, this thing has to be at least 40 cars. At least 40 cars. Because like this thing is like, 
they it, they it had to have been like at least one day's travel because they slept in one of the cars. That's true. Yeah, it had to be huge because like yeah. the, the, there were times where I was like, well, how would this work? How would that work? And I was like, and then you see everybody partying in like the rave, and then you see people partying in like the the classy nineteen forties murder mm-hmm. on a mystery train kind of like <laughs> cab, and then it was like, all right, like I was kind of like, do you guys just party and sleep there? And you're just like, fuck it, I guess. This is what I'm doing for the rest of my life on the train. Well, and then they have that aquarium one, and then the, the that one. Arm that's one. where I went. That's that's where I was like, okay. I was now, like, I was like, this is the aquarium of the Pacific. Yeah. But truthfully, I think uh, I think there's a train that that is like that. Oh, that's an aquarium. That's an aquarium. Oh, I mean, I, I mean, it's, it's possible. I, I I don't think it's not. I mean, they didn't. Uh, wasn't it? Um, Pin my ride that put a fish tank in a car. I mean, I guess you can do anything. Yeah, <laughs> I think they did exhibit. Yeah. yeah, but no, I mean that that I was more just like about the logic of the train. I think that was my biggest gripe with it was I was just like I, I kind of wish they delved more into the train because I was like, yeah, I think that's what got me interested in the film in the first place. Is I was like a train that goes around the world and fits the last of humanity, mm-hmm. and then you know people were telling me, oh, there's a, there's a cab that looks like this, there's a cab that looks like that. And I was like, okay, I was hoping for more explanation, mm-hmm. but I mean, that's not the main importance of no. it. But I mean, story-wise, like acting, everybody was it was great. Chris Evans, Tilda Swinton, like I really liked their performances the most. Ed Harris was kind of a surprise. I was like, oh, okay. But I think the other thing I was kind of that kind of made me question the, the. This was kind of more of like a. I wanted to bring it up to you guys. Because I was kind of thinking, is it really considered underrated? Because th- this was my thing. There's a show now for the film. Yeah. Now there's yeah. a TV show. Oh, I, I know. know. It's not really yeah. based on. It's based more on the the comic or the graphic novel, I think. No, no, it's based um, on the movie. It's based on the movie. Because it's not what the same for... characters. It's not Wait, Curtis. Does that, yeah, does that it's mean not it's characters. not one does of the other revolters? Our time to our boy, the train. They're finally giving him his, his uh, line. It's actually, it's actually David Diggs is um the main character. There's also a different like um Tilda Swinton like character. It's not the Tilton Swinton character. It's like it's, this yeah, other, it's like a reboot. It's, um, it's not like a continuation of the movie. It's like okay, so like a reboot. Yeah, because yeah. that that was my one question was like. Um, can it be considered underrated? Like, since it is, since it since it spawns something, because I always kind of figured in my head when a film is underrated, um, it's kind of just below the radar. Nobody really knows about it. We're trying to get people to to give it a try. So when I kind of like when this was brought up, I was kind of thinking about that because the film that I kind of wanted to bring up for the longest time was What We Do in the Shadows, which I think is pretty underrated, but issue with it now is it's gaining popularity because right. now it has a show which i'm also like super into and the show's really good so i'm kind of like can it be underrated now because I, I the show's based they, on the film did it, that it's, come could, out more from not really the film but the notoriety of of the directors like in this case like bon Ho with um mm-hmm. parasite and with what we do in the shadows tanya watiti with ragnarok and jojo rabbit Mm-hmm. What really sparked the creation of these of these shows? The, the movie itself, of course, there's an a part of it. But was it ultimately come down to the popularity of the director slash writer? That's true. So that that's another thing too. I was like, is it not because of the film, or is it because of, like you said, uh, the director of Parasite, and then Taika Waititi and well, the, the, thing, the thing that always goes like this, it's that's always going to be a subjective thing, because if you go with, for example, if you want to go with a metric of how a movie did when it first came out, right? Because you know how you have these movies that get this cult status later on in its life. If you mm-hmm. want to go with, we base it off of the time when they weren't popular, which might be when they were first released, and you go with that metric, well, then they were underrated at the time, even though maybe whatever 10 years down the road when we're going to pick this up now let's just say or or 20 years or whatever it is it now has some kind of cult status where everybody knows about it it makes it a tough one do you pick it because of the metric when it first came out and how it did bad or you just deny it because of it having so popular and people already know about it i i, I think it's a subjective thing you know yeah. it depends mm-hmm. on let how me put in my two cents real fast because i think that 
like like i think really honestly the reason there's the show and it's like getting this kind of renewal and everybody knows like people knew about it but i feel like a lot of people didn't see it like myself included but when parasite came out everyone's like oh yeah snowpiercer okay like maybe we'll make a show out of it like it's getting a lot of buzz i think if we had like a year ago this movie was like more of an under the radar movie like and i think Mm -hmm. it would qualify for that i think i think even if like if parasite just came out we it would have still been okay because like like we could say any of the Bong Joon-ho movies that have come before Parasite are yeah, because, considered like mm-hmm. under the radar because people yes but, people will see Parasite but hold on, no, wait, wait, wait cuz like one. I think this is like his this was kind of like his big American debut you know and then he had a Netflix movie that was in Korean and then he had Parasite but those movies are both in Korean like this is like his big American movie mm-hmm. so I do think it feels different than you know like the host or something before this Yeah cuz I was going to mm-hmm. say the host as well and I think like a, it's a big thing yeah, like I think train, so. Like I train think to Busan. Movie, yeah, and I think so. In the last year, this movie has had kind of a renaissance. So I think we're kind of hitting it in its peak, or as, as it's kind of coming up and becoming much less underrated. So you know, like everybody was saying, it's kind of a subjective thing. I think you know, if we had done this like as an episode when we first started the podcast, it would maybe yeah, be a little I, less questionable. Um, mm-hmm. But I think it's still we can still slide it in. Like when you mentioned it, I was like, okay, I don't think Snowpiercer is underrated, but I think it works enough that we could talk about it. Yeah, I mean, definitely agree with that. I, I, I feel like the underrated tag is always going to be subjective. Like, there might be some people who are like, they're talking about, you know, they're, they're talking about Snowpiercer. Well, okay, like, it, it goes I mean, like this. Did, did we not do one on The Evil Dead? The remake, yeah. The so yeah no, no, but, I know, I know, I know, I know, I'm saying that, but I'm saying, but the name itself... That's- has Ash spawned that the movie. Evil Dead was has, going yeah, on all at the same of, time. That's, that, that, that's what I'm trying to say. It's subjective things. Yes, then that was the original. Truth. It's just, I mean, honestly, at the end of the day, we're going to put out what we're going to put out, right? What mm-hmm. we feel is underrated. That That's ultimately the what, uh, what our metric is. Uh, maybe to somebody else, like you said, to somebody else it might not be. Like I said, that Evil Dead movie, there might be people who are like Evil Dead fans who are like, what are you talking about? I watch everything that has a evil dead title on it mm-hmm. they're all great and they're all you know whatever i think the metric is at the end of the day what we feel as a group is underrated and that's what we're putting out it might mm-hmm. also be that people since it is a, a reboot of the franchise the show people might just be watching the show and just have come across it up, uh, on the yeah yeah yeah. yeah yeah just came um, it's like in the middle of the first like, season mm. it's, i think there's only been like three episodes it's on um, TN- TNT. Um, Cause, cause, I've been meaning to watch it, but I've been wanting to watch the movie first. Because you're actually right. You're pretty right about that. Because now thinking about it, um, Fargo, which is pretty universally praised from what I, I know of. Like people love the Coen brothers and they love Fargo. And I, I enjoyed the Fargo film. But I remember when they released the show, I actually met a lot of people who were like, oh, my God, I love that show. And, and I was like, have you seen the movie? And they're like, I've never even heard of it. So, I mean, yeah, I guess it could be where, like, if anything, them releasing the show is trying to get them to kind of have people appreciate the original, uh, the what do you call it, the um, the source material, like where it came from. So just like with um, Snowpiercer, what we do in the shadows and all that, it might be a thing of them being like, hey, well, like, this came from something. Why don't you go back and give that a try too? Maybe, maybe the creators of the shows themselves are thinking – hey it's underrated why not give it a little love so yeah i mean i'm just it was just more of a question to throw out there because i I had been thinking about it because there's some picks that i thought too where i'm like well maybe it's underrated but maybe there's a comic book based on it or there's um a straight to dvd movie or sorry netflix streaming show or a video game like the witcher like the witcher the witcher games the witcher 3 especially is huge now everybody knows about the witcher but when The Witcher came out, I didn't know what it was based on. I thought it was an original IP, but then you know, one of our buddies tells us, "Oh no, dude, it's based on books." And I was yeah, like, it was oh, based well, on books. There you go. Yeah, everybody came and bought that fucking book at the bookstore mm-hmm. once that that show came out. We were yeah, sold out forever. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's at its phases. Uh, everybody that's played the games like Witcher one, two, and three, well, they already knew about it. So when the show came out, it was a big thing. They a lot of those guys tend to go back to the books because of oh, the video yeah. games. But then you have yes, a segment that just watched TV that that's their first time. That's what happened to the resurgence of the video game. Like Witcher 3 ended up becoming like the number one played video game on like Steam as soon as the show came out because everybody went and played the games. 
yeah, to find out what's too, going on. Yeah, yeah no, that, like, that's what I'm saying. Like, like, like it, it, just making money. Like, in it, like right. it, it, it happens. It, you know, th- things like that do ha- tend to like push people back to go. Oh, I didn't know they had other stuff. Mm-hmm. So yes, the, t- the TV shows and another or another movie from a director. I mean, it's always going to happen with no matter what movies we do or what we're going to do. There's always uh, the chance that they made something huge after either after or before or whenever we're doing the podcast. Someone does a huge hit movie, and next thing you know, everybody, you know, let's say the new Fast and the Furious, for example. It's going to be like, what, like nine or something like that? Let's say this is the biggest hit ever. There's people who probably haven't even seen one or the others. I haven't. They well, I might... mean, going with Fast and Furious, John John Chu like, direct, also directed yeah. um, Crazy Rich Asians. Well, yeah, yeah, no, no, but I'm saying, like, as an as an example, you know, let's say people never watch it, and all of a sudden it makes $30 billion, and you're like, what? And then all of a sudden people go, wow, there's not eight eight other movies before this? Well, let me go watch them. I mean, that stuff does happen. When when you get a hit on your hands, that's going to happen. People are going to be like, well, I want to see what else they made. It, it's always going to be a thing. You can't always, like like I said, you can't, we can't write that as a metric for why the movie is underrated or not. You know, we'll just, we got to go with it. If this mm-hmm. didn't do, if this wasn't that super hot before, I mean, yeah, the TV show might make it hotter now. Maybe Parasite did, but the, the movie itself, it, as as itself, because we're only grading the movies at as, yeah, uh, as what the song. movie is. We're not grading it on all the other stuff that came after it or stuff like that. I mean, and like you always say, we can always make the call and say, hey, maybe 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 it's too popular. Maybe you know, mm-hmm. maybe not. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it things. was just it, it was just something I kind of wanted to bring up in discussion because I was like, I because again, like I said, I, I had my own ideas of what like films we could talk about or stuff like that. But I kind of go where, where's the balance between like, it's already based on an original IP or, you know, it's an adaptation of an original film, a video game or book. That's kind of where I was like, I wanted your guys' opinions on it kind of thing. But this this is definitely, this is definitely like an outlier now, but I think Mm -hmm. it still could be considered in the realm. Like it's kind of like toting that line right now. Mm -hmm. I've never seen it before this this time. I mean, I've heard of it. Mm-hmm. People have told me I yeah, should watch it. And I was just always like, nah. And so, you know, podcast made me watch it. So I saw it. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, pretty much. I mean, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Derek. All right, man. The I mean, floor is all yeah. yours. So, like, I, you know, like I was saying, I have a lot to say about this movie. Because, like, I've been, since I watched it, I think two or three days ago, it's pretty much all I've been thinking about is just this movie. And I think that we really picked the right time to watch this movie. It feels so much more relevant in 2020 in like the, you know, the times we're living through right now than probably t- 2013 when it first came out. And because it was one movie, like, I think if I had watched it originally when it came out, like Alan, you said you had it, wouldn't have hit me as hard. But like, you know, now with revolutions, like going protesting going around the world and Black Lives Matter and all these things happening, people are like, are like, hey, these the social class system is fucked this is all really bad and watching it with that context i think really really made the movie in, just like impact me so much more um i think that it's like you guys were all talking about the way that it handles revolution and kind of chris evans like methodically moving up the train is very interesting and then you have that that twist at the end where it's like oh yeah this revolution was all planned you were originally supposed to just kind of get to the hatchet guys and they were supposed to stop you there. And it was, you know, like, I like that they have that scene where they're in the sushi car and they're like, it's everything's balanced. Cause that's, you know, obviously a really big foreshadowing scene about how the train is like that. It's a closed ecosystem. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I think like the film is really saying is that like, yeah, you have these revolutions and, you know, like they have these kind of like uprisings and, and you're trying to, where people are trying to advance in the system. And Chris Evans does, he gets to the end and he basically has an opportunity to, you know, just take over this system and kind of like be the new head of it. But the movie is saying that's not really, um, that's not really the, shouldn't be the goal. You shouldn't be trying to advance in the system. You should like, uh, and kind of like change, just like keep the status quo while sort of just changing things for yourself and like, you know, rearranging the social classes. You need to just blow up the whole fucking thing. You need to, take down the corrupt system itself like everyone's advancing in the train but they're still in the train you're still even the people that are living like this life of luxury are still trapped in this train and the ending when they like blow it all up and everybody dies except for two people humanity really has a chance to start over because like if they don't 
that's all humanity is, is just on this train that's slowly kind of decaying and, you know, taking more child labor to like fuel it. And, you know, rather than just reorganizing everything, it's like a fresh start. Um, there's lots of other like little things in there that I like too. Like I like, there's a lot of biblical metaphors. Um, obviously, you know, we talked about the Adam and Eve stuff at the end. There's obviously a lot of Noah's Ark stuff. Wilford is kind of like almost a God figure. And, you know, you have, um, uh, what's, uh, John Hurt's character is kind of like almost an older Noah like figure. I, I like a lot of the like weird quirky humor that he inserts in here, like the zooms and stuff or like how, Everybody stops and says "Happy New Year." I was actually going to say something about that, yeah. um, real quick. That was kind of a hit or miss for me, mm-hmm. uh, because I know uh, th- there's th- especially that scene with the whole like, "Oh, it's Happy New Year," da, 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 and I was like, even the second time watching it, I was like, okay, like it went from being like this really gritty revolutionary like film to being like. It, it reminded me of like Hunger Games. Like I was like, did this become a young, a YA novel? Like, you know, she because her hair is, you know, Tilda Swinton's so like animated, and then they're like, stop, you know, th- this is what we do, and you know, dystopian and all that. It just felt very like gritty, and then Hunger Gamesy. I, I don't know how to explain just YA, which I fucking hate. But I feel they like took it more in a way of like. Like no man's land kind of situation in in real worlds wars mm-hmm. of like right we have to stop like a ceasefire for a few seconds to, to like note the to note the new year and then mm-hmm. then continue on. I think it might have been a bit more impactful, but I think Bong Joon Ho kind of like has that style. To, he throws in that kind of style once in a while. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and there's and been you- there's moments in like Parasite that are kind of similar to that. Mm-hmm. That is not oh, yeah. as like popped he perfected it he he, he, he perfected it in parasite yeah for sure like i loved how he did in parasite but like with the one thing that comes to mind is is the um peach part that whole sequence mm -hmm. is kind of similar to this Mm -hmm. but yeah but what i think my favorite thing about that scene is if you kind of like think about it it's that they're basically getting you don't ever see really other than like two or three people who are just kind of like the enforcers the rich the class until they riot at the end don't really ever fight the poor, but they get is the middle class to do it. Those guys with the hatchets also think that there's no bullets. They're the they're basically the rich are just like, oh, um, your your life way of life is getting encroached on by this poor class, so you got to go out and hack them up. And you know, then the the rich they they're so like indoctrinated that they even the, when they're dying on the floor, they're just like Happy New Year. And I think that is another big commentary he's making that it's like, yeah, you have the people at the front that are just protected, but then you have the people who kind of have a good life that just want to see that way of life preserved. And they don't want the people who have a worse life than them coming up. Even if they don't have the best life, they know they've got it better than someone else and they're, they're keeping them back. And I think that this film and a lot of, I like YA films. And I think what a lot of movies like this and like the Hunger Games do is they take real social issues and like stuff like the X-Men does this really well too. And put it in like a science fiction world and are able to comment on things. And even if it's not something that's like directly about it, like, you know, this movie was obviously not made about what's happening right now, but I think, you know, like them blowing up the train at the end is a drastic measure and everything's being changed. And it reminded me a lot this morning when I saw that they just are abolishing the the Minneapolis police department. That's a huge change. It's not like, Oh, we're kind of just taking small reforms and due to doing this. No, like we're blowing it up and, like I think sci-fi can be a really great tool in that respect. I think now with the reboot, it might be a bit more impactful and more relevant to today. While Chris Evans' character is amazing and and things like that, but um the character, the new main character in the in the in the show is played by David Diggs, like I said before. And he, if you don't know him, his he's Lafayette. Um, Thomas Jefferson and Hamilton. He originated that part. He was also he also wrote and created um, a movie called um, Iron Spotting, which I really think that you, you like. I would recommend as an underrated Wait, film. Also, Iron Spotting. Oh, there's a train yeah. spotting. I was like, yeah. no, 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 no. It's Blind Spotting. Um, that he create he created about. Um, uh, it's and, a movie um, about uh, spotting blind people. Like urban <laughs> Oakland, starring uh, Charlie Cox. No, I said it's, um, it's a movie about uh, spotting blind people because it's blind spotting. 
I think it literally it's literally it that. It's because oh, what? you blind yeah, because you blind whoa, 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 it's a it's down. a term called blind spotting where you blind spot a black person I, and think that I they're have, I have clairvoyance. Yeah, um, like like the girl in, in Snowpiercer. I was but, like, okay, <laughs> but, well, well, but one little yeah, thing to say. Sorry. So, <laughs> so, so yeah, so with him playing the main character in the show, it's this, this story that's already relevant to to mm-hmm. today's um culture and and what's going on to Climate. um now. It's going to become even more relevant with with him being the main character. Um, because of of the whole revolution that's going on right now, mm-hmm. um, so I I'm I'm gonna start watching that too. I've been wanting to watch the movie first and then watch that, so I'm excited because I am a really big fan of David Diggs. Yeah, I'm interested in the show now too, for sure. After watching the movie, so Alan, what about the Clairvoyant Girl? <laughs> oh yeah, no, this is just a general thing. Um, what's up with like dystopian future films and shows where? Like, I don't know why, but it's like embedded in the science fiction genre that in the future, it is guaranteed we're going to have telekinetics, telepathics, or clairvoyance. It's always like that. It's always in the future, too. Might be like a play on like the 2003. Psychics are part of the police force and they they do this and dystopian LA or whatever the fuck. And I'm like, why do they, how do they get psychics? Like, what, well, I think it might be like, no, like yeah, kind of like an recall. evolution of sure, well, it's yeah. more of an it's more of an evolution of like the déjà vu kind of situ- of feeling. I yeah. guess they could play on that, it, but it's more yeah, like, that came know, out of nowhere. Nowhere is it like I, was it based on the drugs or was it her or what? I, I, I want to say it's more. It's more of that that like survival instinct, you know, where you feel like oh somebody's watching me kind of thing. Like you turn around, mm-hmm. you feel like somebody, you feel like you have eyes. It almost seems like that girl has that, like she has that, like almost like a a, a sixth sense. Like she gets this eerie feeling of like something's we're we're in danger, or like that's why she feels all calm, like oh everything's cool, everything's cool. And then she's like oh there's some danger. I I can feel something. I can sense something. Some people got a good sense for danger, but she he takes it. it he takes it as oh you're an X Men, and it's more <laughs> like I'm like ah. Uh, I, she th- had, I think she not. Got she, by, has... she got spidey sense. She got yeah. bitten by right. a radioactive train spider. <laughs> she gets a little yellow exclamation point above her head. <laughs> and she's like, Chrono? Or whatever the fuck. <laughs> I, I, you know, I think I honestly blame Philip K. Dick. Because, I'm not blame, but like, I think that's the reason. Is because he, like, he would write shit like Minority Report and Total Recall where like in the future mm-hmm. there's always like somebody like mute, humans are mutants or whatever like the the children of like people who are addicted to drugs they can like tell the future or predict future murders and he's even so even man in the high castle okay. yeah so like, he's, yeah he's so like all of our sci-fi today is so much especially like near future sci-fi is taken from philip k dick that i feel like that is one of the things that's really just trickled through mm-hmm. like i never thought about that before but i think that's why yeah because i watched the electric dreams it's based on philip k dick's like stuff it's on amazon prime and like, it's it's all right it's i think it's trying to be like black mirror almost but with like philip k dick stories but yeah almost every other episode there's just like uh yeah so we're we're the year is 2007 and london and you know the police need psychics because the psychic mm-hmm. psychics can figure out who the criminals are and or then like minority report where they're like we need to know when they're gonna attack or when they're gonna murder so we well, can I mean, prevent it was it minority yeah. report though like a computer that could figure it out no it was no it was, no uh, it was like, three it was, twins oh, okay. it was, yeah it was twins and then two twins and then a girl, and then oh, a girl. Okay. yeah it, I, yeah, I was like, I can't, like, I can't even, remember that movie in a long. Even a like spoiler alert like too, if you've never seen, spoiler alert if you've never seen Man of the High Castle, really good show on Amazon Prime. Go and watch it. But even that, when you think that it's just like okay, it's this twisted, um, possible history that we could have had if if ja- Japan and uh, basically the Axis powers, Japan and Nazi Germany, won won World mm-hmm. War Two. Then it turns out to be a, a, a sci-fi, and like there's all this is just an alternate universe to our it's universe Mandela and things effect. like that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Damn it! Yeah, no. Now we're going on Philip K. Dick. <laughs> but yeah. yeah, no, like, like I mean, I think he's revolutionary, um, and mm-hmm. but that's why he gets copied so much. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. I I think this is a great movie. I, I I really liked it. I'm really glad I waited to watch it. I was get as the years went on. I was I heard about it. I thought it was. I was like, oh, I should probably watch that. And then I saw Parasite, and it's like, oh, I should check out Snowpiercer. And then they announced the show, and I was like, I should really watch it. Then as soon as you suggested it, Ariel, I was like, 
you know, I don't even care if it's not underrated. I want to fucking watch this movie. Let's let's do it. Yeah. Well, I think like other movies, like if if you want to consider like really really underrated ones uh, that I haven't seen personally, but or if you want to go into more depth of Bong Joon Ho, um, there's yeah Okajai, um, Train to Okja. Busan, which is Okja. Okja, yeah. Okja. Yeah. Okay, Okja. Sorry. Train to Busan, which is considered by a good amount of people that who have watched it as one of the best zombie movies. Yeah, um, I keep I've getting told things. to watch it. They're like, bro, yeah. you're going to love it, you're going to love it. But I've had like zombie fatigue for a very long time, so yeah. I'm kind of like, I'll get to it. And then there's The Host, which is kind of like a twist on a monster movie. It's like a kaiju like type of film. Like a twist, is- but it's a twist on a kaiju because I guess it's a little, a little bit deeper. Because it starts off mm-hmm. with, like I think the presence is like after his his daughter's murder or something like that but yeah i would go and check those all those out they they kind of like um they all have um song song king ho who's kind of like um the johnny depp to bong ju ho's um uh my gosh i can't remember tim burton, tim burton thank you tim burton. Um, he's his muse yeah. yeah that one yeah. guy He's yeah. He's the he's the De Niro or DiCaprio, depending on which era of Scorsese you're talking about. But yeah, those ones are definitely under under the radar. If you want to go in depths of true hope, I do definitely want to give the host a, a, a shot. I do want to watch that one. Yeah, but I I would recommend it um, definitely to anybody. It's on Netflix, so go out there and watch it. What would you guys say? I haven't actually seen it. I'm just yeah. saying. These no, are I'm, ones saying, that uh, I'm saying um, Snowpiercer. Snowpier- no, no, Snowpiercer. 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 Yeah, definitely. 2020, definitely. Like, especially you gotta if, watch it. Yeah, definitely if, if you want to gain a sense of, of, of a movie that kind of asks like the class system and and just like like Eric was saying about um, you know, the 1% kind of controlling the actions and the even even the choices of of the lower class um and i definitely would recommend it and especially if you want to watch the show i would recommend i would always recommend watching the source material before you watch something that delves into it to give the source material it's it's recognition yeah i would say it's a good movie go ahead and watch it if you're triggered by the stuff that's going on right now though i would maybe say stay away from it for a little bit because this does deal like it will, mm-hmm. it'll give you some PTSD with that stuff. Uh, but if you're good with it, I mean, I say why not watch it? It's a good movie. And just overall, it's a good movie, you know. Uh, pretty much exactly what Fred said. I mean, you know, I, I second time around, I think maybe that's why I dug it a little bit more because it was a little more relatable to what was going on. I usually don't like to involve myself with like kind of the politics of stuff like that. So I'm kind of more like, hey, you know what? I think, yeah, like exactly like Fred said, you know, give it a watch. It's good. If you like Parasite, which, you know, it's on Hulu, everybody's been watching Parasite, give this one a shot. You'll kind of see his direct, his directing style kind of like in like the, the previous years, like you'll kind of like Parasite, like I said, he just did all of those like different genres so well. This is kind of like him getting up to that point, which is one of my favorite things of, of watching filmmakers is seeing from when they went back or what they have now, what, what people consider a masterpiece. And then you go back and watch their old stuff and you can see the themes and the genres and everything. Like they're trying to mix them together and give them this like pizzazz to it. But yeah, I'd, I'd say give it a shot. And also if you want to see that Severn's act more than just Captain America, I definitely recommend this movie as well as Knives Out. Um, yeah. Yeah, Before because, I forget, yeah, I want to watch Knives Out too. What was the movie where he uh, had a was it a banana in between his butt cheeks? It's oh, not another oh, team uh, movie. Not, not, not another I team would movie. I would recommend his uh, Academy Award uh, winning movie. Not another I low key, movie. I'm not gonna lie, I low key think that's kind of underrated now. It's kind of I haven't. I, I do. About it. I, nobody good. talks about it. I definitely among uh, definitely among like the whole like scary movies like gaining more popularity. The, the that movie, stuff? it's a lot better than scary it, movie. Yeah, it's, oh, it's the best well, of those kind of movies. I feel like I, w- I would say that type of film. I think scary movie, the first one. First and one and the second movie, one might be okay. Um, the first two, yeah, I agree yeah. with that. The first two and not in the teen movie are like the 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 bar of like really good 
parody Pretty. films of, of this century. Right. Well, yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. Hit that subscribe button on your podcasting app to make sure you're always notified when a new episode of this show comes out and continue to hear us babble. And please, if you're willing to give us a rating and review, it really helps and lets us know what else you'd like to hear from us in this podcast because we can only get better with your help. Once again, we are the Undercast Company. Also, if you're looking for a convention, not so much right now, but once every... Things gain and we're allowed to be in social gatherings then and other nerdy content please check check out nerd incorporated pages on social media at nerd incorp and um if you're looking for some marvel discussions please check out our other podcasts of infinity stones and dragon bones and hopefully we'll get back to that once some new information and probably touch a beat since the beginning of the final season of um Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. just started, so you might talk, yeah. go back and talk about that. But this COVID-19 thing kind of has put a wrench on a, a good amount of stuff like that. So um, we also have some new projects coming around the corner. Um, I'm developing a podcast called You've Never Seen, which is discuss um, pop, pop culture and cinematically known movies that at least one of us have never seen. Um, so... Watch out for that. And Derek is also de- developing a show. Um, Derek, you want to talk about it? Sure, yeah. Um, I'm working on a show uh, called Gateway Episodes. Uh, the premise is that you know, you'll be telling somebody, oh, you've got to watch this show. It's so good. And you don't, and you'll say, you know, I'll show you this episode. This episode just encapsulates everything that's great about the show. So you'll show them that episode, and either they'll get into the show or they won't. And so each episode of Gateway Episodes, it's something that either I've seen that I'm showing someone to get them into a show or some a show that somebody else loves that they're showing me to get me into the show where we kind of just watch that one episode and talk about how it really encapsulates the show and how it might get someone into the show. And um, we'll all be back soon for another underrated film. So stay tuned and thanks for being amazing. Later. Take it easy, guys. And then uh, one like one last thing I thought of. Um, mm-hmm. I just kind of wish I could see yeah. Chris Evans and it's Captain mm-hmm. America suit, right? And just pulls up a chair and he's like, "So, he got stuck in the train." <laughs> <laughs> and that's it. <laughs> All right. Uh, see you guys in another life. Take it easy. Hey.